News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN News Talk, giant of North Alabama, and the biggest show on North Alabama radio in the afternoons right now is this one, Right Side Radio. Man, the response we're getting has been incredible. I'm getting emails, uh, you know, folks telling they they love the Right Side way. Folks uh, uh, love Copper's Corner, Copper, just so you know, uh, that's that's, that's doing well. Oh, that's great. Um, well, yeah, it is. Uh, and, and we've got so Copper's Corner on Thursdays. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have Adventures in Woke World. Uh, we're going to have a little, uh, a little fun. What would happen if a conservative tried to reason with an anti-gun activist, uh, somebody who knows his constitutional rights? I think this is going to be interesting. Adventures in Woke World is tomorrow. Uh, on Thursday, we will once again reconvene the Grand Council. Myself and Jeff Poor and uh, Dale Jackson uh, will ping each other with questions for a half hour and to see where it goes. And, and that one is always entertaining to me. And then we've got some great guests coming up, too. The Attorney General is going to be on later this week. Uh, we've got State Senator Clay Schofield. Later today, we've got Senator Sam Gavan. Uh, we're working on a few others. I've got some interesting guests uh, lined up tomorrow that are Second Amendment friendly. You're going to want to hear our uh, state rep from the... Uh, for the NRA, uh, who is with the uh, Alabama Rifle and Pistol Association, and then our, our, our friends over at Bullet Merrill are going to have uh, uh, some things to say about Second Amendment and where we're headed in the Biden administration. But listen, there, there is so much still left to unpack on this COVID um, freakout that we're in. Now, do I know it's real? Yes, I do. Uh, did my wife and I have COVID? Oh, yes, we did. I am fully aware. Uh, so there is nothing about this show that could ever be said to be minimizing uh, the fact that COVID does exist. Don't get me wrong. Do I think it's been mishandled? Oh, yes, I do. Do I think it's been uh, created into far more than, it, uh, than, than, than ever? Yes, yes, I do. But it's also real, and I get it. But somewhere in there, you also have this thing called liberty. Now, did you hear that sound? That was the sound of liberal heads exploding all over North Alabama when I said the word liberty. Because they don't want to hear liberty and COVID together. Because they know what's going to happen when, that, when, when we bring that up. Personal liberty clashes with government overreach every time. Personal liberty is that thing that you're guaranteed by the Constitution. You have certain inalienable rights. And by the way, you have a right to stand up for them. Legally speaking, and in every other capacity, you have a right to stand up for your rights. But then you've got knuckleheads like Governor Cuomo who just said today, I'm reading this on Twitter, Governor Andrew I. and Emmy Cuomo said today, we're going to have to go out and knock on those doors. This is a quote. We have to knock on those doors, and we have to convince people, put them in cars and drive them to get that vaccine in their arm. That is the mission. I got news. Ain't going to happen. Uh, there's going to be a whole lot of um, mm, difficult circumstances if they start trying to drag people out of their houses to get shots. And, and that, that starts to sound a whole lot like, like I don't want to sound too conspiracy-driven here, but that starts to sound a whole lot like end times when you start doing things like dragging people out of their houses to get shots. The very idea that the governor of the state said, we're going to knock on their doors to convince them and put them in cars and drive them to get their vaccines. Shut up. But there are things happening. I said right before the break, stay tuned because it's happening now as we're watching while we're on the air at Right Side Radio. U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs has become the first federal agency to require healthcare workers to get vaccinated. Mm. So, what that means is about 115,000 U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs healthcare workers will be required to get vaccinated against COVID 19. 
And that makes the Department of Veterans Affairs the very first federal agency to require COVID-19 vaccinations. Uh, they are the largest integrated healthcare system in the U.S., serving more than 9 million veterans. All right. On the one hand, I get it. On the other, I recognize the people that work for the VA are people like you and me. They have just as many rights and liberties, and they just had the very first full-on assault on their ability to go to work every day. There it is. It announced it on Monday today. It's going to require them to be vaccinated within the next two months. And then the, Dennis McDonough, the secretary of the VA, says, I'm doing this because it's the best way to keep our veterans safe. Full stop, he says. All right. So he's completely negating the fact that his people, some of them may want it and some of them may not. And so I wonder what's going to happen, Secretary McDonough, when you start having shortages in staffing at VA facilities because you're forcing them against their will to get a medication that they may have made a conscious decision not to get. There's going to be a number of them that will. And, and a number of, you know, of, of good, solid, conservative people have already gotten vaccinated in Alabama. Great. But the idea you're going to force them to is a different category altogether. So again, I'll say it over and over again, because in every segment, I probably need to say it to make sure nobody missed it. I am not anti-vax, and I will not tell you not to get a vaccine. I will also not tell you to get a vaccine. I will tell you that you have a right under the law to make your own decisions. And yet, if you work for the VA here in Alabama, and we got a lot of great folks that do, if you work for the VA in Alabama, you're not going to have a choice. And I think this is the beginning of the slippery slope. I think what you're going to wind up seeing is more and more uh, entities that are going to require it. And then they're going to require proof of it. And then they're going to require you to show proof of it upon demand. And then they're going to require you to, wait a minute, don't we have laws? Yes, we do. So just this past legislative session, and I'm so glad they did it. Just this past legislative session, the state legislature um, came out and said, you know what, not in Alabama. There's going to be times when I fuss at them. Just like Governor Ivey, there's going to be times when I fuss at Governor Ivey and think she should have done something different. There's going to be times, though, if she does something right, I'm going, to, I'm going to applaud that, all right? So I believe this show should do both, This both, that we should be willing to agree to disagree, and we should also be willing to call out good when we see it. So earlier I said, hey, Gina Mayola, the press secretary for Governor Ivey, excellent response to old liberal Josh Moon. You called him out hard, and he deserved it, all right? But then I also want to say, hey, legislature, I may get mad when you do goofy stuff like spend all your time uh, working on um, marijuana and gambling, but at least, though, they got one passed that said in Alabama we will not have a vaccine passport. So just today, in fact, I'm looking at it right now, it came out about mm, right at an hour and a half ago. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall has issued guidance on the COVID-19 vaccination state law that was passed this year. In other words, he's saying, here's the breakdown, here's the bullet points. And, and I would encourage you, go to his website or his social media if you want to see it. I'm holding it in my hands because I, I, I do research for every show. So Marshall's office has now released guidance on how state law governs vaccinations and documentation. The bill was passed this year. Number one, it prohibits state and local government entities from requiring publication or sharing of immunization records not otherwise required by law. This means the government entities cannot release lists of people who have received vaccines or those who have not. All right. Point number one, how are they going to prove it? Well, they're going to have to have your name. It's not enough to say, 
4,500 people took the shot this month. Great. Who were they? We can't tell you. We want to know so we can, we can talk to the ones who didn't get it. No, we're not telling you. That's the way Alabama is supposed to be now. The law says they can't release the names of those who have or have not received the shots. All right, point number two, the law, the new law in Alabama, as, as outlined here, not just by the legislature, but by our own attorney general, says the new law prohibits state and local government entities from requiring a vaccine as a condition of receiving government services or for entry into a government building. All right, example. Let's say you need to pay your property taxes at the courthouse. The courthouse cannot require you to show proof of vaccination before you come down there. Let's say the state of Alabama wants to incentivize people to get shots, and they say, all right, when they renew their driver's license, we will put a tag or a little mark on their, uh, their new driver's license. Can't do it. They cannot ask you for proof to be allowed. To. Let's say you want to get your, uh, your gun permit renewed. And you go down to the sheriff's office and they say, well, as part of the uh, requirements, we are now asking, have you had your vaccine? We will put that on your card. No, they can't do it. Y'all, you think I'm crazy, but the VA just came out and made it a mandatory item for all their employees. It's laws like this. It's preemptive attempts by state legislatures that will set up outposts of freedom across this nation. Because I guarantee you, some of the more liberal states are not going to do this. All right, next, the new law in Alabama prohibits schools and colleges and universities, both public and private, public and private, did you hear that, from requiring COVID-19 vaccinations as a condition of attendance. The law says that schools and colleges cannot require proof of any vaccination except those that were already required prior to this year. All right. The law does not affect immunization requirements for students in public and private schools that were already authorized. Okay, so the bottom line is this. There will not be a public or a private school in the state of Alabama that can get away with saying, we will not reopen because our teachers' union is screaming, we will not reopen until your child has had the vaccination. Not going to happen in Alabama. Praise God. All right, next. It also prohibits businesses from requiring a proof of vaccination as a condition for entering a place of business or for providing goods and services. So you go to your local pub and you want to just go in and, and have, you know, dinner in a, in, a, in, a, in a cold one with some friends. And you get there and there's a sign on the door and it says proof of vaccination required for service. Can't do it in Alabama. So I tell you what, all you tourists who want to come from New York and find a place that's friendly, Alabama's it. Come on down, because we will serve you a meet and three and not require proof of vaccination papers. This is good. All right. Next, the restrictions on business do not address employer-employee relationships. So you can have the possibility that an employer can be encouraging its employees to vaccinate. All right. But what you saw today was the Department of Veterans Affairs. They're not encouraging. They're mandating. Or you could lose your job. Folks, this is where we are headed, all right? And if you don't have state legislatures willing to stand in the gap for you, that was a great example, a great example of a state legislature saying, ooh, we see this thing coming. It may not be here yet, but we better ward it off before it gets here. That's called building the fort before the attack happens. Praise God they did it. Well, Copper, cue it up. We're going to be going to a short break here, folks. I got a few more things I want to talk about. I didn't even open the phones, really. 866-494-9866. Call in, tell me how you feel about what's happening with, you know, the response to people getting vaccinated. 
How do you think Governor Ivey's doing? What do you think about the VA mandating it for their employees? What do you think about the new law that Attorney General Steve Marshall just outlined in more detail for us? There's so much under news, and it impacts you right here at home. 866-494-9866. That's 866-494-WVNN. You can call in and talk to us here on Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. <laughs> 